0: <laughs> no, there were some good, there were some good revolutions. You can be, you can be pro armor and gallivanting, and also pro labor.
1: Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we will always pay off in the long run. I'm Jordan. That's Haley. Um, that's Harry. He's here in a great shirt um soon we will be joined by katie Heindel, the wonderful writer reporter um but first make sure you subscribe to our youtube and rate and review spinsters on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts um we would love to hear that if you're given five stars we'll take it thank you um after the break katie Heindel. make sure to subscribe to her newsletter basketball feelings it's wonderful it's lovely follow her on twitter at whatevs at w-t-e-v-s and check out her new um cover story for slam canada that she did on sga it was amazing after the break katie Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel healthier. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash spin when you're hiring you need indeed find great talent faster through time-saving tools like indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews start hiring now with a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com spinsters offer good for a limited time
2: well i can't wait to hear you guys talk about the game last night which i was going to be really rude and um Watched during this dinner party until, <laughs> what was the score? 1 to 18?
3: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I, That's when I, you think know. I dipped
2: around, yeah, around 1 to 15, to be honest with you. And then I checked back in just to see if I was um, making a mistake. And it turns out <laughs> I was not. And I can confirm that when I rewatched it later, doing hundreds of dishes from this dinner party that um, – I would have been rather like looking at the dishes. Yeah. So shitty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Really bad. I think for me, it was when it was four to 27 or something like that. And there was like three minutes left in the first quarter. And I had four points. Miami Heat. It was just not a not a good start. And so many games have been blowouts. And I don't know mm-hmm. how to handle it.
0: Mm -hmm. you know i I have to say when it was 1 to 18 that was actually when i was most locked in because i was so excited about the idea of a nba team scoring one point in a quarter i I mean that i was i was really honestly bummed that they got to 11 or whatever it was or 16 because i that's so much less funny than... You know, they had one point at five minutes left. And I was like, if they can get to... If it could be like 1 to 23 in an NBA game, that is, that would be awesome. So that's honestly right when I checked out, Jordan, when they got to 4. I was like, well, this sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, at that point, you need to make history <laughs> and lean into it. Yeah. yeah. And we've already had so many of the worst <coughs> franchise losses this playoffs. It's been a really up and down thing. This hasn't... Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. a, exactly like... Just an aberration from the conference finals, but the conference finals have been ass.
3: I did see a stat though. Like, eh, I think it because I think the starting Miami's like starters. It was they collectively scored eighteen points or something for yep. the whole game, I was just which about was to like, say that. yeah, it was like <laughs> this is the most since uh, games that like have been like scoring has been recorded in like what nineteen seventy two. Yeah, are you serious? Like, yeah. yes.
1: i just was pulling that up it was the heat starting five scored 18 points in game four that's the fewest by a starting five in the playoffs since the starters (laughs) were first tracked in 1971.
2: that's a second 18. we had one to 18 and then we had the 18 here i'm gonna see what 18 means in numerology so it's very uh, vintage
3: (laughs) real old-fashioned basketball Like when guys still did free throws between the legs, you know? Like, <laughs> Granny style. To put it in context, yeah, exactly. Just putting up
0: Rick Berry numbers. <laughs> yeah.
2: In numerology, the number 18 is a powerful number. It is made up of the numbers 1 and 8, fun fact, which represent new beginnings and abundance. The number 18 also symbolizes success. So if you keep seeing this number, it means that the angels are as alright. Numerology is fake. <laughs> Based off that, specifically, Not I'm like, so I'm much. out, man. I thought, I thought it might. Pj have Tucker something. is
3: kind of like an angel though, so I'll give it that. <laughs> That's true. But he scored zero. Like
2: there
1: was so many players that it, it was zero points. I that know. was Struce, I think also didn't score at all the whole mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. it I feel like the conversation we keep going back to is like, is this Boston's defense? Was it so amazing? Marcus Smart wasn't even on the floor. Or is it just, okay, the, the first quarter team start off bad and then it's just downhill for the rest of the game. I don't mm-hmm. know.
3: But like, I was kind of surprised that Boston didn't even go up more in the first, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't even like a super high score in first quarter mm-hmm. if Miami was playing so t- terribly. So that was a little bit weird to me too. So it's like they didn't take full advantage, or maybe they didn't want to because it was so embarrassing. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) They're empathetic
3: now. I don't. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Yeah, I don't think Boston is the empath team. I guess if you had (laughs) to, definitely not. If you had to pick, it's not the Celtics. (laughs) It's not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think about how if you're the NBA you change something like this because if you get on Twitter at all during one of these games, it's always like the NBA has to do something about all these blowouts. It's like, well, it's too late now. You know, you have to really think through what, if anything about this is outside of the fact that two teams, um, who are not having the best injury health Mm -hmm. have been matched up. Um, because, not even like from the start because they've they've won their way here. So what can you do about this as the NBA? Nothing right now, unless you can figure out how to move the game, their game a day, um, let everyone rest up. So Heat Celtics next game would not come on. What are, what are we, what are we on today? Was this Tuesday? Win- Today's
3: Tuesday. The twenty fourth. Tuesday. 24th. Tuesday. Yeah.
2: So they would be playing Wednesday, right? Give them a day. Go mm-hmm. Thursday. Warriors are going to sweep.
0: Mm-hmm. We can um,
2: all agree on that. <laughs> Harry's audible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like the the most like, okay, you're breaking glass. It seems like the refs are like unionizing because they're not willing to <laughs> throw fucking anything. Like they are doing walkouts, full walkouts. Um, you're not really getting much from them. Um, I don't know if the refs have a union if they don't. I am 100% confident that they are unionizing right now because they're not doing a single thing. The league wants they're not calling anything particularly well. This is like, this is labor organizing. I'm kind of, <laughs> proud of them. so good job. Um, for me, I was genuinely thinking about it in the shower. I was wondering like, what do you do if you're the NBA? You just have to step back and say, how do we avoid getting to this place again? If we can. And the truth is you won't always be able to, mm-hmm. but, Stop being silly about conferences. If you want things to be more evenly matched, seed according to... um, Yeah, overall. Overall, yeah, schedule and record, Mm -hmm. um, not geography. Give more time to the postseason, but give less time to the regular season. That's just health. Like, these players are banged up. And, yeah, I guess I don't really have any... Do you guys have any other... I Travel. Which is another thing for just giving more time. Reduce travel more time. Um, I think if we learned anything from the bubble. Yeah. If there was any positive example to come from the bubble, it is that Mm -hmm. reducing travel means better play.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, All I'm thinking, though, is if you started to seed by (laughs) league, like, look what happened to the Suns. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's true. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's some potential injury stuff there, but, like, you have a team that just dominated and played, like, almost like near-perfect basketball all season long, and then just fell apart in the postseason. Like, there's some things that you can't account for. It's just like the kind of weirdness, cosmic stuff, I think, around basketball, which I enjoy actually watching. I am maybe like an outlier, and I, I understand it's because I do not have a team <laughs> that I'm really rooting for, though I am rooting for the Heat, but like a, a, a strong rooting interest in the playoffs anymore. Uh, but like, I like the unpredictability of it. I like that it's so chaotic, but I am maybe like a lone voice in that. Uh, I don't think you have to fix anything but I do mm. agree with you Haley I think that generally uh, just for like health concerns the regular season is too long for the way that the game is being played like if pace is going to go up season over season like it has for like the past you know I think 10 seasons now you got to look at cutting the fat a little bit right so like mm-hmm. you don't need all those regular season games
2: but Katie you even, if you, if even if you don't mind that a team like the Suns uh, lost where mm-hmm. you know normally we would have had them through. You can't like what's happening right now. Like Harry I do us like this. it. You like
1: you <laughs>
3: like the blowouts? On, I do I like rinse. it. No. <laughs> no. Like I said though, it's because I have no real interest like I'm kind of fascinated as to mm. the whys of it. Like w- I- but more in a retro that I understand has to play out in a more of a retrospective way. Like when even these teams get away from this and are like, okay, what the hell happened? If they Mm -hmm. even want to look back and like study actually what happened, because a lot of them might not want to think about that at all. Yeah. Right. Because on paper, there's no reason for the blowouts because guys are banged up throughout the playoffs in like NBA, like it's, you know, NBA history, like nobody Mm -hmm. is healthy in the playoffs. Right. And they, (laughs) so I don't know why (laughs) it's to the extent that it is this season. Um, but I'm not, I'm also like very against being like basketball as a product is like, has to be entertaining above all else or like, or bust, you know? Because again, one, this is entertaining to me. yeah. And I don't think like, uh, I like the juxtaposition of how unbeholden these games are to the fan experience. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm just like entering a chaotic period in my own life or it is reflecting the chaos in my life. (laughs) Yeah, but like, uh, I don't mind it. (laughs) Yeah, you're
2: like, it's not about the people. I'm just going to read this stat just because I (laughs) I do think we're on different sides on this. The average margin of victory has been 19.8 points over the last 17 playoff games, and there's been a total of seven clutch time minutes. When I'm not invested, I prefer close games. Mm -hmm. I I'll Mm -hmm. just say that. But I agree with you that it's – me doing that entire exercise of like what could the NBA do I think is silly because there really is even the conversation around it is silly you can't control that it's not wrestling
1: well I had my idea of the reset button and I feel like Miami would have used it when it was when they had one point in that first quarter (laughs) um Katie, I don't know if you heard this brilliant idea that I came up with, but every team gets one reset in the playoffs and it can't go past the first quarter. So if you're already down, you hit that reset button and you get a fresh start. You know, they could get blown out again. Could just not be their night. But that's the chance you get to take. But I also feel like with blowouts, like, I just watch so much basketball, like throughout the whole season, throughout regular season. When it gets to this point, I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be close because it's playoffs. There's so much on the line. They're going to the finals. And that's what keeps me in it. Like, with all of these games by third quarter, I'm switching to married at first sight. Like, I'm just, I'm <laughs> out of it because it's not holding my attention. It's not, I don't have a stake in, in their franchise's success. I just want a good close game Mm -hmm. and I think if it's um if it is less games if the burnout is kind of less on just watching basketball overall then maybe I would I would still care but um it's hard 19 points is huge like every single game I want those buzzer beaters or just that excitement a little bit of someone chasing or having a shot because it's also a blowout, and then teams are waving the right flag. Oh, we'll just see him in a couple game, a couple days. Like, we're going to play this team again, so we're not right, going to try to fight like, back now.
2: They should, because you don't have much time to recover. Yeah. We're in the, the third round, and you've got a day between your games. And then they move on to the finals, and it's like, all right, take your four-week vacation. I'll see you for game two. <laughs> it just doesn't – it's never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the scheduling that's, of it all. But like a
3: specific embarrassing thing I can cop to and I was thinking about more like why do I psychologically feel that this is fine uh, is because <laughs> the Raptors often get behind in games like historically, I don't know. Like that's just the way that the team plays. So I guess mm-hmm. maybe in my heart and in my mind, I'm like, oh, but like all every team can come back from these deficits, but <laughs> not every team can. But that is the way that I have like kind of digested NBA basketball for so long through the lens of my own fandom. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, frankly, I'm surprised the Heat did it. You've got Kyle Lowry on that team. You've also just got a lot of guys who, like, chase and are very dogged and, like, do not give up. They Mm -hmm. did last night, but... Right. (laughs) Like, that's a team that's not uncomfortable with a deficit. Yeah. Typically. Who knew Tyler
2: here would be that important, right? (laughs)
3: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, but, yeah. fans
2: are like, we all, yeah, no, we all did. I meant who knew, like, I guess when he was drafted. <laughs> he is important. That's a little bit of the problem. Um, mm-hmm.
3: That mm-hmm. makes
2: sense. I think that makes sense. Also, that stat that I gave is from Jess, Justin Fan. So, shout out to Justin Fan. Um, What does it take for you guys to give up on something? Like, for me, for a basketball game, it's I, I'll i check back in on the app, but I'm giving up if it's 20 points. And I'm, to be honest with you, I'll give up if it's 18. But if it's another <laughs> show, if it's a reality show, I give up super easily. I have to care to yeah. spend my life watching someone else's life. And to be clear, my bar for caring is like super low. Um, I'm on episode 37 of season three of UK Love Island right now um so
1: 37 oh yeah <laughs> in one I, don't, season? I don't even
2: think i think it's like a 55 episode season so my bar is pretty 55. low but on a on a tv show i've invested in that is fiction or maybe docu-series or something just not reality i tend to stick it out movies i've only prematurely ended i think two movies and i Mm -hmm. that's saying you get past the five minute bar because Mm -hmm. you can get the first five minutes and be like this is not for me that's fine you can dip you're not attached but after that i really don't bow out books i have only done it once
3: yeah books are hard books is where i feel that's where i feel the most guilt yeah uh because i think there's something tied up in that that it's like well if i don't like it but it's like if it has a claim or if it's like a slow burn or like a sleeper and i'm like but all these other people liked it like what am i missing but i've gotten more forgiving with myself about that especially things that have like a lot of acclaim and are like a lot of people like this it's like okay but i maybe i just don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's fair because books i think like uh tv and movies a part of your brain still does kind of, I think, wander in and out. At least mine does. Definitely like post-pandemic, mine does. But Mm -hmm. with books, it's such a more intimate experience, just like the way that you're um, digesting it, right? It's like- Mm -hmm. Can't do anything else. It is in your brain. Yeah. like (laughs) It is a very intimate, like specific experience. Uh, Again, something I had to weirdly relearn in the pandemic because I found myself wandering in and out and I would get like four pages and be like what just happened yeah, but um I had that too. yeah yeah but like reading for me it's a lot it's a lot harder to just like put books down something that's helped me with that is the library I'm an avid library user but because you're like not buying books there's also like a difference of investment so if mm. it's like I can read all these books that maybe I don't I won't like or'll I'll check them out and' it's like <laughs> oh I hate this I can I, I can stop reading it no big deal
2: That's a really good point. And actually, I guess I should clarify that because most of the ones I have not given up on are ones that I own, I don't mean I've finished them. Mm -hmm. That's not what I mean. I just mean that I'm planning to return. There's only Mm. one book I've ever been like, I will never pick this back up.
3: But Some books are like that, though, and it's like you cannot read them at certain points in your life. And also some books, like when you come back to them, you're like, oh, okay, now I get why I hated this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: but that's that's about my threshold for everything. Relationships, way too long. <laughs> way too long. I'm in those things way past the expiration date. There's mold. Okay. Like, like,
3: well, that's yeah. just like a you thing because I feel like in your gut you always know and then you're just like, well, I've got to really get up the courage to just like oh, get my yeah. ass in gear.
2: <laughs> no, I literally will be in a relationship that's been like months I've known I want to break up with the person and then I'm like, all right i'm still here you know you still have like good good days and whatever but yeah no i linger i'm a lingerer i think i'm bored in all of those i would say my my personality type is lingerer
1: (laughs) (laughs) with movies i'm like okay it's off to a bad start but it has to get better right like this the ending or like you're saying the the acclaim to it i'm just waiting and waiting one time we went Me and my fiance went to a movie and it was so terrible, but we stayed through the end thinking it was going to get better. The ending was even worse than the beginning and we tried to get our money back. Like We were like, this is so trash. I can't even remember. It was like Kin or something. Michael B. Jordan was executive producer and he steered me wrong. I was like, oh, Michael B. Jordan's behind this. It has to be great. No, it was like a, like it was all a dream at the end, like one of those movies, and you're like, why, why, cop why, yeah, yeah, why?
2: <laughs> I've never walked out of a movie. I wish I could say I have, I haven't either. I didn't even walk but out of, part of me's Squad.
3: Like- two and be, like you're like shy or like i don't want yes. anyone to see me And but it's like it's dark and nobody's gonna notice or care
1: exactly <laughs> and that's what the people at the movie theater like we after we waited till it ended and we said can we have our movie back like that was the worst thing ever and they're like did you stay the full time like we can't do it if you stayed the full time it's like I if you would have walked that. out a little bit earlier we would have given your movie back <laughs> i like, can't believe we tried you said, i want my <laughs> We tried. We thought it was gonna get better, and it didn't. And we, yeah, they gave us gift cards, but it was, it was
2: tough. Oh hell yeah, that's great.
3: Yeah, yeah you um, got something. Got something for
2: sitting through it. What's the? Uh, this is a super specific. So maybe nobody's gonna. But what's like the longest you've waited for something to turn around, and it actually turned around, and it was rewarding? Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to take an ad break, so we'll think about that. <laughs> We'll answer that question after the break. (laughs)
1: Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to help my immune system. I really just wanted to feel healthier. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto like me, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash spin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash spin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of things like Indeed Instant Match. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com spinsters. Terms and condition apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Okay, we had technical difficulties. We're back did you guys have time to think of the longest that you've waited for something to turn around and it was actually rewarding because there are many NBA games (laughs) that this could apply to. Mm. Um, However, the first thought in my head was my friend's relationship with her now husband. We hated him. Hated him for years, a decade, a full decade hated this guy not expecting that i love this so much about him he was so like was not funny enough for her there was no outstanding good quality except for like that he liked her but Mm -hmm. everyone likes her and then one day unexpectedly things just slowly started turning And he would bring things to the group, like he would start bringing like wine, you know, a bottle of wine, whereas before he wouldn't bring anything, not even conversation, (laughs) started like checking in on us for stuff, helped me move, like all of a sudden I'm like, look, I like this guy. And then they got married and I was like very happy about it.
3: But then did you change or did he change?
0: That's what I was wondering.
3: He he definitely changed. He definitely changed.
2: Yeah because it was extremely fratty like there was a lot of frat Mm. frat behavior so he grew up
1: a little Grum. yeah yeah Grum.
2: and i think mm. that the grow like we should have another word for what happens after puberty for guys like the slow arc be- between like because guys don't really get out of puberty until they're like 26. <laughs> And then, if they're you lucky, the I don't seat, know. If they're lucky, you, and then right the sweet spot of like twenty nine <laughs> hey. into thirty five, you're you're becoming a man. And then by thirty five, <laughs> you're like you are ready to contribute to society. You I don't, are you like, like for some health insurance you dubious. Know, just like there's the still rest some
3: dubious men out there who I don't think. Collect that right <laughs> yeah no i would agree
2: i think it's that, that is the age that you know when it's gonna turn around or not mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They're, meanwhile they're us at like Grove 14
2: yeah at we're 14, like we, know we what can it. contribute to the world <laughs>
1: we're making change we know what we're at doing 14, i'm we're literally babysitting bills.
2: three children okay <laughs> not just my own life i'm a child i'm babysitting three fucking children yeah at the same time <laughs>
1: Those aren't Harry, mine. do you have anything to say for yourself? Well On behalf uh, of all men. <laughs> I really, like, you were here. Harry's I'm got
3: sorry. like a deep swivel going on too. Yeah, he looks yeah, a little uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> no, I um here's something here's a win I can take out of this. I I have long said, Haley, uh, in my own life that twenty six is the first normal age. This is kind of like one of the thing, one of the hills I've been dying on. Uh, mm-hmm. that really And everybody i talk to under 26 absolutely hates when i bring up but you i think even if it was just a random uh age that you you picked i think you were right cosmically to say 26 is the is the start or end of second male adult puberty because stuff stuff does start to come together when you're 26 may you know it possibly is a gender thing but i i definitely became a like probably 60% more of an adult um, after my 26th birthday.
3: But you know what sucks is like, I remember 26, 27 being all right, like pretty good. Like, all right, my feet are kind of under me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like work-wise, it's like same thing. Um, I had good friends like around me by then, like really long established relationships. And then your Saturn return hits and then it just all goes out the window.
2: Yeah, Saturn <laughs> return is intense.
3: Yeah. Then Wait, I went rapidly the into the worst years of my life. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what does that mean? We're Sorry. in it, Jordan.
2: We're in Saturn returns.
3: Your Saturn return is usually, yeah, it's like around, what is it, like 26, 26 to 28. It's like a period in your life when, because that's how long it will take Saturn to make a full transit in your chart. Oh. Um, and like Saturn is kind of like, I guess very basically it's a planet of accountability. So a lot of stuff kind of comes, it's like the things you haven't necessarily dealt with all come do or like come to, uh, confront you.
2: Every set, every this 27 to 29 years. So not just when you're 27 to Yeah, yeah. You'll,
3: we'll, you'll get it again. Then like, oh. after that, oh. if I was smart, i do math. <laughs> oh, 58. interesting. Yeah,
2: Late fifties. Yeah. And it's just, uh, which if you think about it, what they're essentially saying is it's a huge transitional time that is not
3: normally dubbed
2: a transitional time, but it is.
3: It is. Um, You grapple with some stuff, but usually you come out a lot better for it. Yeah.
1: Jimmy Beller? That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Especially because I keep thinking I'm still 26, because the past two years we've been in a pandemic and oh, I yeah. just kind of have forgotten
3: the past the lost, two years. The last years. The <laughs> last years.
1: So I'm 28, but I slip up and say I'm 26 when people ask me. Jordan, all the time. that's funny
2: because remember, I'm the opposite. I forgot I was 26 the entire year I was 26. I thought I was <laughs> yeah. 25. I just went around telling pe- telling people I was 25. And then I turned 27 and i thought i was 26 and then someone was like you were 27 it was my dad i always forget <laughs> it was yeah. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway um what's your what's your guys best uh best personal time that you've waited and then it ended up panning out you didn't think that it was
3: like mine's kind of corny but um it's probably work for me and i would say that because um uh, like i yeah. I think, you know, this kind of story loosely, Haley, but I started to like, I decided, okay, I'm going to be full-time freelance um, kind of February, <laughs> the February, uh, right before the pandemic started, not knowing that that was going to happen just because of an opportunity I had with the Raptors at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I was like a writer in residence at this like tech incubator here too, which was like a pretty sick job because it was like outside of the wheelhouse, but it was good good situation I was like okay I got these two things set up I'm just gonna do it why have I like uh hated like all the jobs I've my day jobs I've had in succession up to then and have gradually like lost interest or just become very bad at those jobs because it's not what I wanted to do you know it mm-hmm. wasn't where it kind of my heart and real interest was um and then I just decided and then the pandemic <laughs> And it was like great timing, very excellent, uh, you know, the NBA ground to a halt. But I actually found that for me, it worked out better because everybody I wanted to talk to was trapped at home and was very chatty in that mm-hmm. time um, and some of like the best biggest profile stories interviews opportunities I had came out of that time Uh, and I would say the kind of mini breakdowns I had in the pandemic of being like what the hell am I doing which I still have I don't want to put all that fully in the past (laughs) like I think you got to reckon with yourself like on the regular but um these kind of like career moments of like what this was so stupid like what but then I'm also being like "Well, what it what would I go back to at this point you know um and I think you you kind of hit these walls and at the times that things seem the absolute worst, at least for me in this specific sense, I always had a feeling in my gut that it's like, you know, but something else is just around the corner or like you you have to like keep going and like dig in for a reason. Some of that I think involves like renewing your faith in what it is you're doing and in whatever way you can like sometimes that's talking through like talking with your friends sometimes that's like not looking uh, on the internet for long periods of time <laughs> and just like investing in the work in yourself again and in whatever ways like you can um but i did that and i mean you know touch wood it's this is like what almost three years later and i feel like i'm still still on a track but it feels better And I feel happier than I probably have in any of those aforementioned jobs, I realize. So yeah, mine's pretty corny, but this is top of mind because uh, I was in Costa Rica last week and I met a very funny, philosophical surfer guy who would just quote Nietzsche at random uh named Ignacio and Ignacio's trying to start a business for himself and we were talking about like you know when things seem the worst you just kind of have to trust that an opportunity will come along and that you have to kind of create your own luck and opportunities and re like re pep talk yourself and like reinvest in yourself to get those things so Mm -hmm. that's I don't know this turned into like the Oprah podcast for a minute but I love like it. That. No, that's
1: really sweet. <laughs> I love that so that's much. Really sweet. Yeah. That's
3: what that's what like if I'm being honest that's the most uh... That's like the most sincere thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, a friend of mine, it, it, I don't even, I don't even, I feel like I should say this, but uh, a friend of mine is married to someone who I still do not like very much. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't use that as an example, Haley. Well, to
2: clarify, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are married to people I
1: fucking
2: hate, mm-hmm. God, I hate so many of
1: my friends' partners. Oh, my God, God. <laughs> you just I wish mean, you could pick someone else, or the. Yeah, I know. I know the struggle. That but was, I love that, that Katie, Katie. Yeah. thank that you for beautiful. sharing that especially Thanks. as somebody who is embarking on that journey that was lovely to hear that it mm-hmm. there is, hope. Right. Um, there is for, hope there is hope there uh, is hope for me it's it was my college basketball career like something that I freshman year I was like ooh I'm i <laughs> am unsubscribe. I could have just, I could have transferred, I could have stopped. Um, But I stuck it out for four years at one school. And I think, you know, at the time, so many of my friends were transferring, because they didn't like their coach, they didn't like the situation. But I continued to weigh the pros and cons of, you know, the degree I was getting in journalism and the school and, my friends and all of that was so working out that the basketball seemed less significant. But I was crying after every game, so I wasn't getting playing time. I just thought the experience was gonna be different. You think it's gonna be like Monica from Love and Basketball where it starts bad, but then she has <laughs> one amazing game and then she's the starter and she goes to the WNBA. Like, none of that happened and each year it wasn't great. But by my senior year, I realized that, you know, I wasn't going to go to the league. It was never my plan to go to the WNBA. Um, All of the things of being a captain, of being a leader, of um, being able to kind of be a coach and really know the X's and O's of basketball is helping me even now and today. And all of that was for something bigger and not for my stats or for this college basketball experience. And so even though I could have said, no, I'm stopping this like two months into my freshman year, it was terrible automatically. Um, I stuck it out and I'm so thankful I did because I can say that I finished it and I was a college athlete and I conquered it, but it wasn't for the stats. It wasn't for the basketball. It was for everything else beyond it
3: for the journey. For the journey. (laughs) But I love that. I love that. And did you find there was just like, uh, kind of in the whole time that happened, you had just like a feeling in your head that you were like, no, this is worthwhile.
1: Yep, the whole time. And it was like, just like you were saying when, okay, this year was bad. Okay, next year, something else is going to happen. And maybe it wasn't on the basketball court, but I met, you know, somebody, my teammate who I'm still friends with today. And the next year it was because I got to mentor someone who I still mentor to today. And like that was always the something greater. It wasn't, okay, I'm gonna drop 30 this year. Like it wasn't that part of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I totally feel that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, a it's a conduit for all these other things that you wanted and mm-hmm. your life in a way. <laughs> this has became a feelings.
1: <laughs> Look what Katie did. Sorry, I really hijacked it. <laughs> <laughs> It's my kind of stuff, my kind of <laughs> topics. I love it.
2: I also like Jordan that you said that even though you didn't get out of it what you initially thought you would, it produced, it created dividends in different ways. Mm-hmm. And you still got to use the things you got out of it. That's not something I'm very good at, is stepping back and being like, well, even though I didn't get this out of an experience, look at all the other things I got. I'm pretty bad at that, and I only ever do it like in way too far retrospect. So that was great. Also, yeah, I'm Thank glad you. that this is a feelings podcast because I'm hungover <laughs> and tired from that dinner party last night. Um, speaking of dinner parties, if anyone's looking for a garlic bread recipe, Ina Gardens, um outrageously garlic garlic bread. Was That's the name fan, of it? was a fan favorite. I'm pretty sure. I had it pulled up on my phone on so long yesterday that... If that's not it, I would be curious where my brain pulled that from. (laughs) Harry, do you have a um, best – it's not best comeback. That's not it. If it was best comeback, Katie, would yours be the – what was that Raptors game in 2019?
3: Oh, the Dallas game?
2: Did they play Dallas? Yeah, and that was like 30 points.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I was at that game. That was like a – That that feeling, like you – I, I don't know, like we talk a lot about the feelings in arenas and you know, and like the energy and the air and the electricity and da-da-da. And often I think it's just like sometimes it's just generally you have a good experience in the arena and it is it is very moving always to just like be a part of something like that. But mm-hmm. that specific game, like it did feel like there was a current in the air because you've never like I've never been in a place where people were brought so low and then quickly like so high in such a short amount of time and it was probably also the first time in a long time because that team was like very special that was like the uh mostly intact championship raptors team Mm -hmm. minus Kawhi and Mm -hmm. danny uh danny green but like there was no doubt which was a weird thing like i think everyone was like yeah this is happening like this is gonna happen um but yeah I, i have like had chills now and like chills then yeah, that yeah. was a really good one. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That was the best comeback I've ever been a part of. Like, I had <laughs> any actual were part in it. Of it yeah. Although,
1: technically, wasn't it like
2: most of it was in the fourth?
3: It was, yeah. So
2: maybe that could be, because this isn't Dang.
3: just
2: best comeback. This is best, most rewarding thing when you've waited it out. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it turns out, wow, you should have waited it out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. had we all turned the game off yesterday, or in my case, um, just not, I guess, watched it, rewatched it while I was doing the dishes. Um, and then in the last four minutes, the heat score 50 points.
3: I think like the tough thing with <laughs> like to go <laughs> back to what you said, Haley, about stuff like paying dividends. The thing was like ba- M- NBA basketball in general and then like certainly playoff basketball, uh, it just like d- those dividends don't exist because there's no time for them, right? <laughs> like right. maybe, yeah. like theoretically, in a you know, hopefully a front office does go away in the off season and look at you know, okay, here, here's the overall experience, but mostly they look at what they were lacking. Um, but yeah, there's no time, <laughs> there's no time for dividends mm. in the playoffs. Yeah, there's really not. Nice that. Um, there's just
2: time for two podcasts a week. <laughs> uh harry okay give us yours
0: sure before um katie and jordan uh took the more sincere uh uh route i was gonna say the two things are <laughs> are no country for old men and yes um, <laughs> the movie uh, or the book <laughs> the movie i've not read the book <laughs> i would have certainly not gotten through it and um the jordan pool experience as to as to of course um kind of more jokey anecdotes uh,
2: uh, oh i just realized that means you didn't like
0: i didn't for
2: old men at the beginning oh At what what point did you like it
0: i liked it hold on wait what's the other movie that was filmed at, (laughs) at the same place
2: Oh, you're thinking about... The,
0: there Will Be Blood.
2: Are you talking about the oil one or I'm the I'm thinking of There Will Be Blood. One.
0: No, Guns Old Men, banger, hunt hole. I was time.
2: like, wait, that's really yeah. weird. Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of any part of guy that in movie. the
0: face with the cow prattle. Uh, the first <laughs> yeah, he does. No, <laughs> um, uh, No, There Will Be Blood. I'm sorry. The first you didn't hour... like There Will Be Blood? Oh, the first hour and a half, I was like, this dude is just walking around. He's just going to different places, being like. Oh, so is David
3: Attenborough. That's what my dad's biggest criticism of big E of like the Lord of the Rings movies were. He's like, it's just walking and fighting. So I,
0: I see. Walk there, Harry. That's yeah.
3: a movie, Dad. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> but no, by the end of the movie, I did I did really like the movie and found it a, I don't think I like a, that. a, a nice slow burn. But I actually the first time I watched there Will Be blood. I turned it off like an hour in because I was like too much. Yeah i was like i got to that big oil rig fire scene and i was like this is stupid this is just a little <laughs> building on fire guys sad they're playing classical music cuz the building's on fire i don't care about that i see fires all the time so do and, you, know, you? Well, Wait, weird here. do you <laughs> <laughs> i'm just I'm saying a in movies, I you harry's yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay oh i well um you have an arson story <laughs> i do my friend my friend i won't say his name but was was this is a kind of a, a wild story my friend uh in college was skateboarding home from party at like two in the morning and our union Where at michigan at uh, michigan um and our the michigan he says the michigan union was on fire and hold on
2: what union for for what
0: you the we called the, the union, union like, hall like students yeah yeah involved. the michigan student center.
1: <laughs> Haley's like whoa, like whoa 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what union <laughs> we're talking yeah uh, anyway. um <laughs> the the student center was on fire he says and so he took his skateboard and banged out the fire uh uh and then skateboarded away he's there was a little fire like a like a vine fire you know listen i don't know i see Haley. i see the look in your face i wasn't there whatever
3: no it's okay yeah,
0: classic vine fire yes. yeah <laughs> he, he, so there's
2: vines on the building vine, I'm vines on the building
0: it's a brick building and the vines are on fire
2: i don't even actually think i've ever been to, no i've been to michigan there's brick right. okay so it's a brick building probably mm-hmm. and there's vine over top of it vines growing only, down yes and parts of the vines are that, on fire parts of the vine was on fire. He took his skateboard mm-hmm. and beat the fire out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, this We haven't is even gotten inc-
0: to the the wild part yet.
2: Okay, okay. good. All right, keep going. Keep <laughs> so
0: going. He beat keep the
2: going. I am I'm going to say I find this it gonna a pay little off. Bit weird he didn't call for help right away, but Okay, well then, you
0: know what, Haley? You're on the side of the police. <laughs> okay. <that>? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a direct Uh, hit, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. So he goes to sleep, a hero, um, wakes up the (laughs) next day, goes to a party, goes to sleep, he's like 19 and a half, so there's some underage drinking going on, goes to sleep the day after, wakes up at three in the morning to an officer banging on his dorm room door. And the officer is like, hey, like, you know, person you're wanted in a, uh, an arson case. Like you, you are in tr- trouble oh for like goodness. trying to set the union on fire. Um, and, and my friend was like drunk cause it's three in the morning after a party. And so they nab him for underage drinking, but really they're going to investigate him. Cause he's like, I don't want to leave. I wasn't accused of anything. He's like, well, you're drunk. And there's a great story of <laughs> oh, no. he had an empty <laughs> Corona, bottle or i'm sorry he had a full corona bottle this is gross but luckily i'm not outing this person's name he had a full corona (laughs) bottle full of piss that because he had pissed in his corona bottle you know whatever and the police officer is like what is that and my friend just looks at him and he goes it's piss and the cop thinks it's like a like a fuck you like saying it's not alcohol but it actually was piss. so anyway he goes he gets detained (gasps) did he like Ew, this is I don't not, know. This is pre-second like, puberty. Oh, go back
2: to Katie's career. I want
0: to go. Katie's career. <laughs> maybe, back the
3: cop, maybe the cop just really loved Corona, and he was like, "How dare
0: you?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then they take Took him that in personal, and they 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 like take his phone and, and our pretty, you know, and put him through this like interrogation for starting a fire on the Michigan Union, even though he, you know, he says he he just. He put it out with a skateboard, and <laughs> it, 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 it got so um, wild that three months later, he had to go in and take a polygraph test to, to prove that he didn't do it, oh, and he passed the polygraph goodness. test, and then he beat, he beat the case.
2: Okay, I have a a question about this. Wow. So every murder doc I've ever Mm -hmm. seen uses a polygraph, right? In Love Island, they use a polygraph to see if they're loyal. Do you really like the person? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, they hook him up, and they're like, could your head ever be tinned? And then he's like, he says no. And then they're like, that's a lie. It's actually one of the best episodes. Um, But they can't be used in... An actual case as evidence right because they've been disproven so much right. mm-hmm. so why do we use them for anything else it's uh, been disproven like i can't think of a single thing yeah that we still do even though you can't use it for anything and also it's probably not accurate
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, i have I'm, no idea you know, i'm with you no no i'm totally with you and it was it was in real time it was a he felt that way he was like why am i doing this like like what if it, if if
2: they had said you're lying
0: tactic. clearly yeah.
2: then he, they wouldn't have had anything to do with it. They would have just been convinced he was lying.
0: Right. I don't know. It
2: was like
1: their last it's chance, last resort. It's what like were let's they just going try this. With?
3: Did they just have they had like video? I guess they
0: had footage of him leaving the scene and were mm-hmm. dubious as um you know our fellow our our fellow podcaster over here. Why? Uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't report it immediately. And it's because like, mm. he's nineteen and uh, drunk, and he's somebody to go, He had somewhere to go skateboard to.
2: Look, kid, <laughs> just give it till you're thirty six. Yeah, I was gonna go to say you'll make grown up decisions <laughs> like the rest of us. Uh-huh. Okay. Man, I'm glad he um, beat the case on that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Woo! What? That was Did what I a say hero. my my? Why did I talk yeah, about
2: that? Derek.
3: You didn't say your Jordan Poole one.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying, did you say his name? And I was oh. <laughs> trying to pretend. Oh Derek. Oh, oh, Derek. <laughs> hey, Derek White. The- hey. I gotta say I'm sorry. I gotta do it. I gotta say a big I'm had, sorry.
1: Yeah, the pose baby game.
2: Um, pose baby game, Uh, Baby baby.
1: Hendrix, I think.
2: Yeah, I was trying to remember. Um,
3: Baby games are huge. Mm-hmm. That we
2: were talking about Freds, like and how someone it might should turn things look into
3: the psychology, like that. That should be a big thing. Mm-hmm. There's more than there's been more than one baby game out there, by and now. it's
2: not like it's just. If you think about it, Derek White literally saw a baby <laughs> that is his. All those emotions, can you imagine? Like in most cases, I would guess. It's a loving, the multiple like loving type of situation. Love's in the air. You've got love for your partner. You've got love for the baby. You're gonna go play your heart out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if pregnancy announcement draws oh. the same because that eh, probably not. It probably has the reverse effect because all of a sudden you feel the weight. Of your decisions, <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Your Depends shoulders. how close the
3: announcement is. I bet. I bet if it's like two days out, it's stress. But if it's like that same day mm-hmm. game, then you're you're flying high. Yeah. Because you yeah. ever
2: heard heard like news that is just jarring, and then you have to go do a real thing, and you're just like kind of floating through it, and your brain mm-hmm. is not rooted in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would want to compare the post baby game for the guys and then the post baby season for the women when they actually have their baby and then they come back and play basketball and they like, I wonder, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're like, how about how does this secondhand joy from a life? that um, was brought into this world that has to do with you feel versus hey ladies how does it feel when your vagina is ripped open and it has to be medically sewn back up um, and you can't pee and you certainly can't poop for a long time so if you can walk that's awesome for you um,
3: and your 24-7 vending machine
2: and you are a 24-7 vending machine, and if you're not a vending machine, then you are going to get shamed by society, and mm-hmm. the U.S. government is going to make sure there is no baby formula Even for Even for care,
3: you are a 24-7 vending machine, I would yes. say. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. And yes. I would agree. No yes. sleep. That
2: is that is fair enough. So yeah. uh, I wonder how those do compare. Uh, probably not that much of a difference.
1: Um, yeah, probably minimal. Minimal, minimal. change. All right, Harry
2: wants to take an ad. (laughs) Um, And then we're going to hear about Jordan Poole, I
3: suppose. (laughs) Again.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That wasn't specifically what I was talking about. I don't have anything else to say about Jordan Poole other than that he was bad and then now he's good. Uh, I I just thought there was something else I was going to say, but whatever, I'll remember it later some other time yeah i
1: don't oh it's because you said i see fires all the time and then we,
0: we oh, poked at oh <laughs> yes the, the of the movie from the there movie will be blood
1: uh, yeah that's how we got there
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean look jordan Poole sucked and then now he's great i'm glad i didn't get <laughs> yeah money.
2: that's basic is that <laughs>
0: that was basically what i was gonna say but he was really bad Oh yeah. man, it'd it
2: be was. fun to do that with players. Like who, like what you just did, like mm. who's your player who like for the longest time you waited it out. Mm-hmm. I, I'll i say one that's not, I don't get credit for this <laughs> at all, but for the Damar people who after he, like his descent, I guess we'll say, and he went back into like, cause Katie, I think you probably lived in a unique hub where this didn't necessarily apply to you, but you saw people saying it, but like, The last year, two years with the Raptors, the conversation was like he will not ever be anything different. He is the one of the two they should trade. And then post-Raptors, it was like this guy is stuck in the 1920s and he's only shooting mid-range. And, like, the conversations about him were so one-dimensional. It never went beyond that. And... um. Then he pulls off this super successful bounce back year with the Wolves. and Not the Wolves, the Bulls. Sorry, I was like literally looking at a Bulls highlight in the bottom part <laughs> of my screen because it's a pop-up from NBC. Um, this super successful comeback season with the Bulls is exciting. Literally looks young. Looks like he's playing young. And that was a good one to see. But that's not mine because I did not wait that long for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe in him.
3: I mean, in Toronto, Dang. the thing was always DeMar in the postseason is, I think, what people were waiting for. But what didn't actually ever happen? Mm-hmm. He didn't really get to redeem himself in the postseason. Um, and I would hesitate to say, I think this postseason with what happened to the Bulls, very different than the than, like the criticisms of DeMar DeRozan when he was with the Raptors in their time in the postseason. Completely, Definitely. the circumstances are yeah. different. The circumstances
2: yep. against the Bulls this year. If you if you seriously say that the Bulls like fell way short of their expectations, then I don't think you're paying super close attention to them as a team. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be yeah. too critical of mm-hmm. what they were able to do, and then what it ended up materializing into. Like the latter was not a result of the former; it was the result of other things interfering. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to Demar. Um, but in terms of like he had a great streak of a career before then, I guess that streak's out the word. So I'm trying to think of a player who, like, started
3: poorly. I, like, f- well, not poorly, but, like, I very, like, I saw his first game. I was at his first game, like, when he got his first minutes as a Raptor, but, like, had watched him with the 905, but Fred Van Vliet was actually one that I was like, this guy, Look, I'm all in on this guy. And I remember mm-hmm. at that point people being like, why? He's little. Like, he, you know, like, there's no there's no real place for like someone with his kind of skill set uh not even like with the raptors but at that point you know league wide Mm -hmm. right like uh, and i was like no i i just really feel it like i think his first game he played like two minutes and he (laughs) like maybe got a layup or like missed an open layup or something but i was like i still think so and i was like i remember standing up screaming Fred, <laughs> like, yes, who <laughs> were like, who is this guy? They didn't even know who he was at that point. Um, but I think like, you can't, I don't think with him, it's like waiting for him not to be like, to go from bad to good. It was just waiting for it to happen. Like waiting for this thing to kind of ignite and take off. Um, but if you talked to Fred VanVleet about it, he'd be like, yeah, I wasn't ever waiting. I was just working the whole time, Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: and that's interesting too, because- with Fred VanVleet and I feel like Jordan Poole, like they did have explosive college careers, especially towards the end. So you you do have a little bit of expectation mm-hmm. because they're coming out of college. But then as soon as it doesn't materialize like instantly, then some people back off like, oh, it was just college she was just a college player it's not going to happen but for both of those scenarios it was a slow grind where they were actually in the gym getting better and then it it accelerates for them so that's all that post college march madness dip is also interesting too well
2: mm-hmm. who falls in who else falls into that category is the baby lakers who were Picked up and sneezed into other cities, and then developed into quite good players. So Kyle Kuzma yes.
3: was on my list because I remember like standing up for him last season and writing about like how lucky another any other team would be to get him because he was actually had to like lean into other skills and like develop his game yeah. in his mm-hmm. last year with the Lakers and I remember I still remember this because it was actually incredibly funny but mm-hmm. someone repl- like quoted the story and then added every single NBA team account besides the Lakers and were like attention you that you may want cuz basically I was like any team would be lucky so they were like you would be lucky to get this guy can you imagine <laughs>
2: Working like literally a social media manager of the fucking Orlando Magic <laughs> looks at his phone and is like,
1: Oh, oh wow, we should get Kuzma. I wow. mean, it was a pretty, you know, good, bit though. A pretty good idea, <laughs> like and then mommy. just
2: goes up to the person who's his boss, who goes up to the person who's their boss. Like, that's yeah. just if that's ever happened to you, send me an email, <laughs> sign me over the right to that story, let me make this miniature movie. Um, <laughs> it's a
1: good lifetime movie.
2: Also, fund it because I don't have the funding, but I'll do everything else. Um, Another. Definitely Lonzo, yeah. Definitely Brandon
1: Ingram. Yeah. Everyone that's oh, loved the Lakers because we don't know how to develop Wiggins. All of them too?
2: had that. It was a slow. Oh,
3: but I can't. Like a part of me Wiggins. is still. It's like that's too long the with best Wiggins
2: one. that I'm that still doing this. Yeah,
3: it's like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe it. I mean, it's <laughs> happening. I have eyes and I can see it, but I'm like ah, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I
2: like, I genuinely like was talking to my dad the other day about Wiggins and just about can you imagine being anyone who had any part in the Wolves that Wolves franchise and watching him now mm-hmm. watching him you're sick be your signed <laughs> Luka Doncic mm-hmm. and literally and and being effective
3: yeah and he's aggressive as
2: effective mm-hmm. as he can he's be he's
3: like you know, it's, driving to the basket yeah aggressive as he's ever been i feel as like. aggressive as he's yeah. ever been
2: as effective as he's ever been yeah. i don't mm-hmm. want to say he's like should take marcus smart's crown or anything for well year but what i'm saying is like he can you imagine the effort was always what was missing and mm-hmm. i hate putting that kind of blame on players because it just i'm saying that from a chair you know what I mean? I have my fuzzy socks on. So <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm not doing it. I'm not the one, the one out there who's like not making the effort. But you could always see with him when he was very interested in games and when he wasn't. He mm-hmm. was super easy to read. And everyone knew it in that fucking locker room. And Thibodeau knew it. And the front office knew it. And the owner knew it. Glenn literally before shaking or before having him sign the the rookie extension had to have Wiggins come in in person so he could shake his hand and say, I need you to promise me you're going to give more effort. This is a true I, story, Harry.
0: No, I remember, yeah. And I'm Wiggins was like, how... all
2: right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Shook hands, literally didn't give a sweat drop of consistent effort. Like In his
3: mind, he went like, this one, shake. Yeah. Wiped his yeah pushed his hair back. Or
1: he was like... <laughs> Yeah. His behind his back, his fingers are crossed. He's like, Yeah, definitely doing it. Joke signed on the you. contract with his wrong hand.
2: God, I thought when you were a kid, you could get out anything if you could sign the contract with your wrong hand. Like, where did we learn that? I thought I could sign something right handed I never heard that. Yeah, never you heard you that guys didn't either. hear that? Oh, okay. No.
3: I'd be interested to know if Mercury was in retrograde when he signed that contract with the wolves. Mm, I'll
1: check
2: there's yeah. a tracker
3: go supposed to, to date don't you sign contracts and then, <laughs> or yeah, he
2: you just wore like Wolves a little
1: jk
3: yeah.
2: you're influenced <laughs> by draymond green and all of a sudden your life changes but that's the thing you can't be a punk around draymond green yeah like he's gonna call sure. you out you either he was either going to and we all knew this from the beginning actually give sustained effort which is what we're seeing has come to fruition or wiggins was going to go to the warriors and be on a team with all those people and fucking flame the fuck out. Like he's Mm -hmm. never flamed out before. I literally thought he was either going to be a way better player or he was going to be out of the league. And I'm not kidding. I thought it was going to absolutely strip him. Mm -hmm. Not based on talent or anything, but that, that would have been an all time clash.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of what, what people were saying. Like this is the team to test to see if it was just that situation or is it him as a player?
2: You know what team that used to be, Jordan? The fucking Spurs. That used Mm. to be the Spurs. You would take any player and they would go to the Spurs. They'd come out a better player. Well, not come out necessarily. Like, they'd be a better player with that team, with that system. Mm -hmm. Like, under all of that joint um, influence. But then there's also the bump. Like, if you look at Prime, Pop Spurs... And you look at the players who came in who you're like, wow, they really weren't that good when they were on the Nuggets. And then now they're on the Spurs. And then they leave to go somewhere else. Oh, he's on the Hawks now. He's not as good. Hmm. Did you guys notice that phenomenon? Like the I random Spursian role players that they turned into, like, you know, guys who could sign elsewhere bigger were not as good outside of the system. Um hmm. but yeah, that's not the Spurs anymore, obviously. Right. Sorry. <laughs>
0: No, but, and listen, it's almost like the Warriors a have a kind of raw defense first athletic wing, you know, that is going to bridge the gap between two generations and kind of become a generational superstar in his own right after the kind of changing of the guards. You know, it's almost like that might happen.
3: Did you say that so casually.
0: He's been waiting so long to say that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, listen.
3: Um, it's almost like this. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that
0: might happen. You know, it's almost Jonathan. exactly <laughs> like this. Yes, Kaminga.
2: Do you guys have any other players who were slow burns? I think Wigan is the the best for this category. Jimmy's a good
3: one, and Jimmy's like my certainly my heart's fave. But yeah, I think I... Jimmy Butler. But I think I mm. guess a lot of people maybe are still on the fence about that.
2: Oh my God, they shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, he's like taking them yeah, to I the know. finals. I, I think the thing for me with Jimmy that doesn't work for me in this category is that I never saw that in him ever. And I think for me, the specifics of his category is like either they, the expectations have to be there in the beginning for me. You know what I weren't. mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I just never gave that much space for him to become this kind of player. Um, and even as it was developing, I guess I never really actually thought of his ceiling as what it was. Um, so mm-hmm. he can't have proved me wrong because I literally never even had a statement about him in the first place when in his early days, if that makes sense. But then, but then it did develop into something where it's like Jimmy Butler is only ever going to be um, a third guy at best. Like that did happen. You're right. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Um, by that time, you would have had to see what he had in him. Speaking of defense first,
1: yeah, and the opposite of Wiggins, we—I don't think anyone ever questioned Jimmy Butler's <laughs> effort ever. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody ever questioned. Maybe he wasn't the happiest on teams, but he was still going to go out there and give a thousand percent all the time. Um, Mark Wahlberg might
3: have, but that's probably he probably used that as a push, you know, his his BFF. Being, them like, being You're not working hard, hard enough. Yeah.
2: Weird vibes from it's so I'm like, It's love everything It's not. Yeah. Got going on. Except I like the that weird commercials. Yeah. The cowboy boots. Yeah. It's fun. It's flirty. The mini the Mark Wahlberg thing. I'm like hate crimes.
3: Yeah. It's Whoa. on
2: Wikipedia. Yeah. Like if you are going to be friends with a famous person, look up Google them. Crimes. Yeah. Can you live with them? Shouldn't live with Mark Wahlbergs. I'm sorry. That's just a weird friendship. I think that rich people just are friends with other rich people, and they're like, well. We're on a different plane so we only we really understand each other I don't know tell me if you're rich let me know that's <laughs> <how it goes. laughs>
0: okay I have, I have a spicy person for this category because okay. his 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 dip back up was cut short Sam hinky <laughs> oh that's a great mm.
2: one yep that's a great one
0: all right yeah, I like that a lot.
2: Okay. Okay. But, but we're still waiting.
0: It, right. I'm still waiting for him to take like the Hornets GM job or something. and No, I mean again. we're still waiting for oh, the, process the process to have worked. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Wow. Well, I think that that's a good place to wrap. We've we've talked about. Feelings about Wiggins, about more feelings, bad movies, ones we walked out on. I think this is encompassing of the blowout that we talked least about basketball because it was not a great game to talk about.
3: <laughs> it gave us time. You know what? The blowouts have given us time to uh, think about other things, talk about yeah. other things. Yeah. Reflect. Yeah. Reflect. What a gift, right? What a secret gift these blowouts have been.
2: <laughs> what a secret gift you like them all along and you said that
3: <laughs> wow I love it um, well that's our show
1: please keep leaving us your voicemails and your emails they have been wonderful um, don't forget about our Kevin Loveline send us your relationship troubles and we'll try to give our advice call us at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at com to be featured on the show And as always, shout out to our Spencer's team, Harry Krinsky and Sierra Smith.